Alright everybody, so I've had a lot of people reach out to me, giving me a lot of support for signing the People in Tech podcast, and I want to really first say thank you for supporting me, but this Anchor platform has been amazing and been changing my life, getting me connected with some people in this industry that I never thought I would actually get to not only have conversations with, but learn from. And I know some of you who are tuning in are asking, Caleb, how'd you start a podcast? You know, when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? Well, keep it simple. The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And we Ridiculously easy to use. My very first episode I did for my iPhone 6 Plus. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too. So you can get paid to do your own podcast. Hop on the Anchor platform so we can collaborate and build this community up. You know, one thing I love most about Anchor is that they're constantly being innovative, you know, allowing podcasts to leverage music, get sponsorship, get paid, and ultimately, be the best content creator you can be. So if you've always wanted to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back to the People in Tech podcast. I'm your host, Caleb King, episode three, Working From Home. And yo, I am so excited for today's episode, guys. We got our very first guest in the Don't Quit Your Day Job Studios. I'm talking about a guy who is nine to five, like most of us, to going 100% fully remote working from home. This man was able to create multiple income streams. I'm talking about everything from cryptocurrency to Google Analytics to marketing to SEO. And yo, if you need help with your Google AdWords campaigns, if you got the money and you're trying to get that number one spot on Google search, hit up your boy. I'm talking about the man himself, Jordan White. Hey, yo, DJ Side Hustle, give me that beat. Give me that new beat. And yo, man, don't be playing those songs like you did last week. You about to get us in trouble. And we got to keep it 100. We got our very first guest today, man. This is a side hustle production. So I know you can give me a good beat. Do it for the people. Let's get it. Yo, DJ, I didn't think you were going to switch it up on me like that. But that's I like it, man. I like it. Hey, shout out to Passion Hi-Fi. He's the one helping us out in the studio. But all right, guys. Before we start today's episode, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody who's supporting the podcast, episode one, episode two, thank you for the love, 
appreciate the support. And guys, the People in Tech podcast is for the people, by the people, delivered to the people on a budget. So, oh, and you know what? Let me clarify this right now. Again, People in Tech, technology. Episode one was an intro. Episode two was cryptocurrency. Episode three is working from home. Episode four, we're going to be talking with an IT guy, like, anything technology related guys like i'm 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 not just one area like we are gonna be talking about a variety of topics and i like to keep it short simple top five top ten so if you're a person in tech and you feel like you got something to say you know where to find me hit me up let's get you on the pod but enough of all that oh actually one thing Episode two, I promise shout out. So yo, Jordan, I am sorry, man, but I got a yo, I got a very long list of shout outs that I have to give. So I'm just gonna go through this. So all my listeners, please bear with me. But here we go. Shout out to my homie Wendy. Shout out to my boy Dalton. And that's it. Alright, guys. Like like I said, very, very long list. Thank you for everybody supporting the podcast. Supporting the pod. Please share with your friends, share with your family, force your spouse to listen to it. Whatever the case is, we appreciate you. But I know you guys didn't come to today's episode to hear me talk. I know some of you guys saw the title. You're like, yeah, how do I go from 9 to 5 to being 100% remote? So let's get into it. Top 10 questions with the guy, Jordan White. Let's go. All right, top 10. What up, Jordan? Thank you for being in the podcast today, man. And yo, we keep it real simple here. I'm just gonna ask you questions and you just do your best to answer them, man. We can edit it, cut it, all that good stuff. So question number one, how did you go from nine to five to being 100% fully remote? Just talk about the evolution, man. Absolutely. First off, let me just say, I appreciate you having me on the podcast today. Um, definitely the first one. Uh, hopefully, of many. Um, but I'll just go ahead and jump right into it. Um, I would say, how did I go from working a nine to five to being, you know, a hundred percent fully remote, working from home? Um, so I could say that. I'd always thought about working from home when I was younger, but I kind of saw it in a different capacity. I saw it more in terms of working from home, trading stocks, working from home, running, you know, a large company, right? Working from home, doing a bunch of different things, maybe an online business selling products, right? Um, But as time went on, like kind of got away from that. You go through school, you learn kind of how to be an employee, you get out, you go and you get the job, right? And then you're working your nine to five. But at some point, it happens to everyone. It comes to, there comes a time when you say to yourself, or at least the idea pops up and you're like, you know what? I could probably be doing this for myself and making a lot more. Yeah, a lot more money, right? Yeah, or at least making more than you are at that point, right? 
And so I would say that that's kind of the first step for me is that I really felt, you know, like I'm doing something in the digital industry, um, which is um, digital ads. I am, I felt like I was pretty good at what I was doing, understood that I had more to learn, but I felt like I had a pretty good grasp on what was happening. The results were showing, right? The clients, clients were happy. Um, and I realized, you know, I had, there's something that I have that other people in the business world may want. So I first started off by just kind of getting a couple of small clients. Um, nothing that I really thought was gonna blow up. I mean, I had never done anything like it before. It was kind of awkward at first, really, getting that first client and, and like really accepting that check and, and seeing the actual dollars show up in your account, right? And that's really the thing that kind of really set me in gear was like, wait, people are actually willing to pay for my time to do something without a company behind me, right? And that's kind of where my mind kind of blew. And from that point on, I've been working from home ever since. Started off with a few clients, um, eventually grew to one from one to two, two to three, three to five, five to seven, right? And on and working, on and on, right? Exactly. And okay. then you're working with like larger and larger um, you know, agencies where they need people that can do the same thing that I do, right? Um, and they're willing to pay people that work from home because there's not a lot of people in the industry um, that can do. Okay. So let me let me just recap that then. So it pretty much sounds like, you know, you were working at a job, you were developing a skill, like a hard skill for you, digital ads. And it sounds like, you know, you were doing your thing at the job, but you, it sounds like you did found ways where people like do i will pay you individually to do what you do right now and then you know went from one client to two to five to a hundred like whatever it is now but it, it is only about finding that skill set and it is applying it and then it's showing the world like look i can do this for you right exactly all right man and it's really about getting getting like consumed right consuming as much information as you can um making sure that you're constantly trying to learn more and not just stopping at, okay, I got what I want now. Let me stop here, because this is enough. You always need to be reinventing yourself at all times. Otherwise, you're gonna end up just being, you know, just the basic guy, right? The basic guy that does the basic things, that gets the basic results. In order to get those, that extra level, you really have to, you know, just get completely lost in what you're doing you gotta go back in the lab and just work on your craft is what you're saying i feel you perfect analogy yeah all right man all right cool question number one wrap question number two jordan what was the hardest thing that you encountered in year one of being 100 remote because you know everything you know we're all rookies at some point right you know, there's always something you just didn't know that you learned later on in the game. So yeah. what was the hardest thing you encountered in your one? Yeah, I mean, the hardest thing, like the hardest, hardest thing about year one was most definitely my schedule. I mean, that by far was the hardest thing to really nail down. Um, and it was partly due to the fact that when you work from home, you don't have a boss there there is no time that you're supposed to show up to work right 
you you don't need to show up for that meeting at work, right? Because you're essentially always in the office, right? Every time you're at home, you're in the office. Mm -hmm. So the hardest thing for me was really nailing down, okay, what are the hours that are going to work for not just, I know my schedule, but what are the hours that are going to work for the other things that are going on in my life, right? Um, is it going to be better for me to work early in the morning? Is it going to be better for me to work later at night? Um, or are there other things that I need to do during the day um, before I get certain things done, right? And so for me, it was really like, okay, when should I wake up? Uh, when should I, you know, do lunch, right? When should I eat dinner? And should I be working after at dinner, right? Should I be working later? Should I be working more? Because a lot of people, they, they go to work, they work a nine to five, right? You clock in at nine, clock out at five, and then you go home and what do you do? You shut down, you're not at work, and you don't really worry about work. Well, when you work from home, the funny thing is that it's quite the opposite. You actually end up working more, right? Because now that you don't have these limitations um, and you're doing you know, something that you more than likely like doing, right? now time kind of gets lost, right? So it really comes down to, okay, I really need to set a schedule to make sure that I'm going to sleep at a good time. I'm waking up at a reasonable hour. I'm getting the work done in a reasonable span of time. I'm not dragging things out because let me tell you, there have been some days where, you know, I'll wake up and I'll start working on something and something comes up, whether it's in our personal life or with another client or whatever it may be. And then I do that and then like the day is just lost, right? Just completely focusing on one thing and doesn't really allow you to really spread your time out the way it should be spread. Um, but those are things that definitely come with time. That's the hardest thing to do is get that schedule straight. Um, and even when you do get it down to a T, there will be moments in time where it's gonna get, there's gonna be a wrench thrown in it, right? So you just gotta be prepared for that. And you just gotta be able to be flexible. And that's what a lot of working from home is about, is just being flexible, um, but being efficient um, with the time that you um, allow for work. Right. So. Right. And like that makes sense to me because I think a lot of people like for me, I have the ability to work from home at my job. But, you know, it's still like the day starts and the day kind of ends. Right. Right. And for you, it sounds like, you know, you you wake up, you're at work. So it could go all day. So it's really the biggest challenge. It sounds like with well, that time management and just staying organized and finding a schedule that works for you. Exactly. Staying focused. Right. And that's what it could even be more of, right? Not just the hours that you're working, but it's really about focus, right? That's what a schedule is about. Staying focused during that time that you've allotted for work, right? And making sure that you don't let things interfere with that unless they are related to what you are doing, right? To your job. And yeah, for everybody listening right now, he's not kidding about the focus part. I would hit this guy up. Yo, you want to do lunch? You want to hang out? He will not text your boy back. <laughs> people in tech podcasts you heard it he would not text me out because he was in the zone he was on another level but all right it sounds like the organization thing is something everybody who wants to work from like working from home they got to get that walk right definitely all right number one question number three jordan what are the key tools to help you stay successful yeah, so just off the bat, the key tools that 
I use personally um, would be Slack, Toggle, Calendar, any calendar, and Trello. And so just let me go through those really quick. So for those of you that don't know, Trello is a project management tool. Um, and it's used by, you know, small companies, big companies, you name it. Um, but it's mainly for working in teams so that you can really visualize the workflow of a project um, from the to-dos that you have for a project all the way to the completion of the project. Um, and so that's really key because if without that, it's really hard to see where, you know, you're at personally with the project. Are you at step one, step two, step three? Um, are you in progress? Are you in review with the project? Um, is the project done? And so these tools, especially Trello, really helps you to see where you are within your workflow so that you know what you need to tackle next, all right? Um, now the next one is the calendar. The calendar, the reason that's important, I don't need to really harp on this, but you need to have a calendar so that you know what you have coming up in your schedule. When you work from home, you don't have someone that's going to give you a friendly nudge, right? And say, hey, you have to be at that meeting at 9.30, don't forget, right? That doesn't happen. You don't have that, so you have to make sure that you're setting up systems and using technology, right? To your advantage to make sure that you're showing up for what you need to show up for and that you're getting things done on time um, when they should be done, right? Okay. Um, now, next, this one is really important, especially because I have a lot of clients um, that really are focused on, okay, I need to know how much time it's gonna take to get something done. So Toggle, um, that's T-O-G-G-L, right? That is uh, a application, you can just get it on online. And what that allows you to do is keep track of your time so that you know from start to finish how long it takes you to complete a particular project. Uh, this is important because a lot of times when you're dealing with working from home, people will pay you maybe for either a block of hours, um, you know, maybe they're paying you for a flat rate, but eventually they will ask the question, how long is this going to take and when should I expect it to be done? Um, and so having Toggle um, has been a huge help for me, uh, not just for my clients, but also for myself so that I myself know how long it takes me to do something. So I can say, okay, I need to start that particular project, I need to start that two hours in advance because I know that there's going to be a lot of things involved before I actually get the work going. I need to make sure I cover this checklist, right? Okay. Whatever that may be. Now the last one, and I'm saving the best for last, this is Slack. Not here to sell you on it. It's pretty self-explanatory once you see it. But if you are like me or like anyone that works from home, emails, especially when you have multiple clients, can get very frustrating. Um, trying to siphon through between what's a promotion, you know, what's junk mail, what's spam, and what's an actual serious email that you need. With Slack, I'm able to kind of flush out all the distractions um, and avoid all the clickbait that comes with emails, right? Um, and really focus on, okay, here are the people that I need to talk to, here's what that person is saying, here's what they said to me, and I can keep track of it in sequential order and really not have to folk worry about, okay, let me go and search my email inbox for all the emails about this particular project, right? Um, I can just go to Slack, click on that particular channel and see all the conversations that we've had about that. And it's also nice because you can always revert back to what was said maybe a month ago and kind of refresh yourself if you forgot. So definitely Slack, cannot stress enough. But again, those are Trello, the calendar, 
Toggle and Slack. Those are my top tools that I use for sure. All right. And yo, guys, everybody who's listening, no sponsors on the People in Tech podcast. We're doing this on a budget. And I will be starting a Slack channel real soon for anybody who's listening to the pod and you want to talk to me directly or if you got questions for Jordan later. But yeah, you heard it. Those are the top four tools. And hey, man, I use some of those myself. So good stuff, man. I like it. All right. Question number four. How do you stay motivated? Yeah, so I would say that it's definitely it's definitely the results. I mean, a lot of people they they can say the money. Oh, wow, you work from home and you uh, you run your own company and oh man, like you must be making a killing. I mean, that may or may not be true. It just really depends on what you're doing with your in your actual job, right? Um, but overall, it's the results. The results are what keep me motivated. Because when you're doing something that you love to do, you're really focused on getting the results that not only you want, but that your clients want. And if you're as obsessive over the results as your clients are, the, the money is not going to be the thing that's going to motivate you. It's not going to be the thing that you're, you're waiting for. That's going to come with the results. So if you focus on getting the results um, that you're both promising your clients and that you believe you can achieve, right, personally then everything else will follow. So focus on the results um, and everything else will follow. So what you're really saying is get money, get paid, but there's other things too. Kind of, a little bit. Yeah, there's other things too, right? Like you want to make sure you're focusing on the results, but the the real key is making sure that you're able to do what you say you can do. Um, When I talk to a client, I understand that they have a company, right? They just like me, are running a business and they have people that they are providing for. And if they are not able to meet their goals at the end of the month, the end of the quarter, the end of the year, there's a very high possibility that they're not going to be able to do the things that they want to do, right? They can't expand their company. They can't hire that extra person. They might as well let go of their secretary, right? So making sure that you're tying your goals into what your clients, the goals that your clients have. Um, and that's usually going to be through results, right? That's really what it comes down to. All right. Get them results, people. You heard it. Question number five. Before we go into halftime, guys, Jordan, what is your office setup like? I mean, are you using multiple monitors? You know, you got those cool desks. You know, like, just kind of describe the office for me, man. Right, right. So um, my office at home, um, basically it consists of a, a desk, right? Like most people, um, a chair, now a comfortable chair. You got to make sure that you have a chair that supports your neck, um, so that you can look straight and not be looking down because you will have some terrible neck problems. If you are looking down at a laptop, you know, eight hours, nine hours a day. Yep. Um, next thing I would say is you gotta make sure that you have the dual monitor mount. Um, I have two external monitors um, in addition to my laptop, um, and that's where I do most of my work because um, a lot of people they're able to do a lot of work on their um, you know laptop. Um, but for me, when I'm working on you know Google AdWords, I might have Google AdWords open in one screen. I might have um, maybe Slack open in another, having a conversation about making a change. 
and then I might have Google Analytics open another screen, and I'm pulling information from all of them simultaneously to kind of complete my task of what I'm working on. So I definitely say that you, like a must have, you gotta have the dual monitors because you can't really get anything done without that. All right, so dual monitors, you got your own desk. Now, is this a stand-up desk or just regular desk? Yeah, so my desk is actually one of those uh, smart autonomous desks. Um, and so that is a stand and sit-down desk. Um, so it actually has a button that you hit and it moves up and down. Um, that was actually a game changer for me because up until then, I had never even thought about standing up and working. I mean, that wasn't something that I really had in my mind, but once I tried it, um, it really gives you the flexibility again within your day to not be sitting down all day and actually kind of stand up, let your legs breathe a little bit um, and just work, you know, standing up. It's pretty nice. All right. And then like, that's one other thing. So like, you know, do you have your own office in your house or is it like a desk in a living room? Because the reason I ask, because I got coworkers and I've worked with people in the past where when they work from home, they literally like, I don't have a setup. Like I don't. Like, when I go home, like, I don't work. So when I work from home, it's kind of awkward. Like, I mean, are you in your own dungeon at home, like, separate from everything going on? Right, right. So when I first started, uh, not to make this too long, but when I first started, I was working from my desk in my living room, right, in my apartment. Um, and that was fine everything because I just started. But as I, you know, got more clients, you know, as I was doing more work, um, it really came down to I needed my own space so that I could separate my work area from my living room, right? And from my bedroom so that I could make sure that when I was working, I didn't really have any other distractions. I wasn't taking up, you know, a TV. Everyone didn't have to be quiet, right? Um, it was really about making sure that I was able to do my work and not really focus about it, focus on anything else. I mean, if anyone, if, you know, anyone else need to do anything, then they could do that, you know, in the kitchen, the living room, whatever it needs to be. Um, but yeah, most definitely, it's important, I think, to have your own separate office and your own, in its own room, um, just because that isolation is going to help you stay focused on what you're doing. Okay. So again, guys, no sponsors. We ain't trying to sell you nothing. But like you heard Jordan kind of talk about, like the dual monitors, the standing desk, the comfortable chair, just having an area where you can just lock in. So again, take notes, guys, because we are about to go. That was question number five, right? So yeah, guys, we're about to go on a halftime show. So let me get into that thing. We'll go from there. Halftime. Let's go. It's the halftime hustle. Yep. It's halftime. Halftime hustle. And you know what that means, guys. You got to hear me talk just a little bit more. And you got to hear our advertisers, our sponsors, try to sell you some stuff that you probably don't want, but you know you need. And I know some of you guys have been asking, yo, is Caleb getting sponsored? Are people actually paying for the People in Tech podcast? Yo, is he balling on a budget? Is he, I heard he's getting sponsored by Nike, Under Armour, McDonald's, Adidas, PepsiCo, FedEx, the Coca-Cola Company, J.P. Morgan Chase, UFC, UPS, Microsoft, GM, Verizon, Bank of America, Chase. Like, name 
all of them, guys, because guess what? We are trying to sell out. But until then, check out our sponsor for today. Thank you. Yo, yo, what up, people? We don't have any sponsors. The People in Tech podcast is balling on a budget. The Side Hustle Productions is looking to sell out. We are out here, but we have to keep it 100. Caleb has tried texting Taylor Swift, Riri, Jay-Z, Trump, Wiz, Bieber, The Rock, Diddy, Yonsei, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff B., LND, Drake, Oprah, Kobe, the dude from the Black Lighting TV show. And even Kanye who loves Kanye. It's hard out here for a tech dude, so you got to put some respect on his name. You know what I am saying? Some would say I'm a ratchet type girl. But I'm just here supporting my boy. My twerk game is strong and wish you could see but for now my lovely voice will have to do. Hope you enjoy this halftime show. It took about 98% of the budget. My name is Sharon with an S and don't you forget it. Peace. Welcome back. Halftime's over. Jordan, question number six. Is working from home lonely? No. All right, that's question number six, guys. All right, so that leads into question number seven. How do you go about networking and finding new clients? Right, networking. So um, networking and finding new clients, um, really those could be one and the same. Um, but a lot of what um, I do in the you know, digital marketing space, I have a lot of uh, you know people that may work at Google, uh, maybe... They work at a marketing agency. Uh, maybe it's an online network where you know it's a bunch of freelancers, right? Um, people that work from home, right? That you know I've worked with in the past or whatever it may be. But it's really about if you can harness the relationships that, of the people that you work with in digital marketing, you can almost guarantee that they will bring you clients in the future. And again, it goes back to the results. If you're out there focusing on the results and you're not just chasing, you know, who's going to give you the biggest paycheck, the results will in and of themselves bring you new clients because people are attracted to success. So if you're able to succeed at what you're doing, people are going to bring you more projects, more clients, because they know that with you, they can get the, their goals accomplished, right? And so that's really what I would say about networking is harness the communities that you work with, um, whether that be you know someone that works at Google, someone that works you know at an agency, maybe it's one of your friends that you know works in tech, right? Um, but really harness those personal um, communicate those personal communities, right? Um, and then really just use those um, to kind of get to where you want to be because people like to talk about success, right? If you can get those results again, the clients will follow. Okay, I like it. Question number eight. Jordan, can you just kind of describe, like, going, because you work for yourself, right? So, like, going from the mentality of being paycheck to paycheck to, you know, working for yourself and, you know, funding yourself. Like, you know, can you talk about the highs and the lows and just that mentality oh, shift? Yeah. 
Definitely. Okay, so this is a really good question. Um, now, this is also one thing that, you know, I wish I had kind of knew more about right when I first started. Um, but you have to always plan, right? Planning is the best way to ensure um, that you're always going to be prepared for whatever comes comes up, right? Um, so when you're working for yourself um, and you're not you know, reliant upon a paycheck that's going to come every two weeks or at the end of every month or the first of every month, you really have to make sure that you're planning financially. Um, there will be ups and there will be downs. Um, so for me personally, during the holiday season, because I work um, in the digital advertising space, the holiday season, so that's going to be October all the way through December, um, a little bit past you know the first week of January, those are the busiest times of the year for me personally, because that's when everyone wants to run their promotions. Um, everyone wants to make sure that they're set up for Black Friday. That's the most important. I'm online now, Cyber Monday, which is even bigger than Black Friday in terms of sales numbers, um, is important. So people always want to run more ads during that time, spend more on advertising. Um, and that's when I usually, you can usually not get a hold of me, right? It's during those, that time of the year. Um, and so that would be the probably the biggest thing is making sure that you're planning for those influxes of work, right? When you're getting a really um, high boost, you know, in terms of the people that are asking for your services, um, businesses booming, right? Um, and then after December is usually when things die down. And those, for a lot of people, that can be the slow period. So, I mean, I'll be honest, like my first um, year, that first January after I worked, you know, that was the first wake up call where I was like, oh, wow, like I was getting, you know, all this work during the holiday season. And then after the holiday season, you know, people kind of business owners, really, they kind of take a step back and they say, OK, you know, we just got done, you know, running around with their heads chopped off for, you know, Cyber Monday or Black Friday. Um, now we don't really need to do that much advertising. Let's kind of dial things back. Right. Um, so now, you know, I plan completely around that, right? When things are going well, you always wanna make sure that you're putting money away, right? Um, that's not, I've been doing this for, you know, over five years now. So it's really not to the point to where, um, you know, it gets to there, but it's really about making sure that you're planning for the worst. Always plan for the worst. Because if you do, whenever the good things happen, it's gonna be just, you know, icing on the cake, right? So always plan for that. Um, those ups and those downs when things are going great make sure that you're you know taking some profits and shutting them away for that rainy day just like you should you know at any job you work at all right so really just keeping yourself financially stable enough because like you said things might you might be killing the game and then crickets right like you just won't hear <laughs> yeah. anybody okay so again guys i hope you took like that's a really good piece of advice like you said whether you're working from home or you're doing nine to five or you're doing a hybrid, like save your money, guys. Like just just do it. But yo, good. I like it, Jordan. That was pretty good advice. Definitely, no worries. That leads into question number nine, guys. What is the one thing people don't think about when thinking about? Working from home, being 100% remote, just doing the thing. Like, what is the one thing no one thinks about? 
Yeah, so the one thing that no one thinks about, and this is, I mean, this might blow people's mind. Um, and I know people will be like, oh, this makes sense because you so skinny. No, this is, this is not why. Let me tell you, when I first started working from home, the hardest thing for me to remember was to take lunch, to eat breakfast. Those were the hardest things to remember because you, when you are in the zone and you're trying to get to that next level, you're trying to master your craft, you're trying to get those results, right? Um, and you're really doing the work, it's kind of hard to remember, oh wait, I haven't ate lunch today. I, I forgot, did I eat lunch today? What did I have for lunch? That's what is the most important. Like you gotta make sure that you are either making your meals either the night before and putting them away so that you can just heat them up quickly. Um, because when you're at home, you're not, you're typically not gonna run out to, you know, fast food and grab fast food or, you know, order Postmates every single day, right? Um, you wanna make sure that you have your meals kind of set and planned for that next day. So that when that time comes, you're not kind of sitting there and having to use your energy, right? During the day, use your mental energy to really pinpoint what you wanna have for lunch, right? That wastes time. And when you're wasting time, you're wasting money. So again, make sure that you know what you're going to eat for lunch, schedule it out the day before, figure it out the day before, cook it that night, put it away so that that next day it's ready to go when you need it. Yeah, and you know what, that one makes, like you said, that one is one I don't think people think about because like for you, it was like not remembering to eat, right? And being organized with when to eat. And I can see the other side of that too, where like if you're at home and you just got a whole bunch of snacks, I'm talking about, you know, medicinal. And then next thing you know, you just going through your cupboard all day. You're not even working anymore. Like you said, time, <laughs> like time is money, right? So yeah, dude, I think that's a really good point. Kind of like, you know, health is always important and you have to make sure, you know, you take care of your body, take care of your mind so you can perform and like you said, get those results. Yeah, definitely. Always make sure that you're eating and that you're putting you know some time away for that because that's the easiest thing to forget when you get in the zone. What am I gonna eat? Have I ate lunch today? Just remember that. Keep that in mind. All right. I like it. All right, and that leads into our final question. Question number 10. What is one piece of advice you would give to anybody looking to kind of transition into this lifestyle? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so my advice, so anyone that's looking to kind of make the switch, um, you know, working from home 100%, no more nine to five, uh, number one thing is gonna be make sure that you start small. Um, don't just go into work one day and say, you know what, I've had it, I'm done, and not have the backup plan ready to go, right? Maybe it's your primary plan and your workshop and your nine to five is your backup plan, right? And for most people it is. And so I'll kind of give it to you in this analogy, right? Start off small, take those baby steps, right? When you first learned how to swim, you didn't start by just jumping into the deep end and you know doing laps across the pool, right? You didn't do that. When you first learned to swim, you started out with floaties. Most people, right? You start out with floaties, you get comfortable, you build up 
your confidence, right? Get comfortable in the water. Understand that you can actually get in the water and it's not gonna hurt you, right? And understand that first. Then as you get more comfortable, start to, you know, start to swim a little bit. Start to do some things that may kind of stretch your, your skills, right? That may force you to learn new things. Now, once you do that, then you're kind of ready to kind of take that next step and say, okay, I'm ready to get in the deep end. I'm ready to just go all in and really start going full bore on this, right? Um, and that's really what it's about. Starting off small, making sure that um, you're not just jumping in it just because you like it or just because you think it's cool. Really make sure that it's something that you're passionate about um, and something that you're good at, right? Don't just jump into something and say, oh, I found my passion and this is what I wanna do. But then you find out that you're not necessarily good at that, right? Don't make that mistake. Make sure that you're doing something that not only you love to do, but that you're good at. And that's the key to making sure that's gonna be a successful transition and not just a temporary one, right? So just remember that, keep that in mind. Find, find your passion, AKA find a passion, but skills. Use that, take baby steps, and then, and then like evolve and do the thing. I got it. Well, yo, Jordan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming into the Don't Quit Your Day Job Studios. It sounds like you kind of quit your day job, but you got a better day job, man. So <laughs> don't, don't quit your day job. You know, this is a side hustle productions. But hey, man, you were our first guest. Thanks for being on the pod today, man. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you will come back to share a little bit more knowledge because I think we can we can probably have a whole pod of, of some of the things we covered today, don't you think? Oh, definitely. But all right, man. So thanks for coming in. Thank you for all my listeners. But yeah, man, top ten working from home. I hope you can take the information that we talked about today, apply it to your own life situation. Maybe you're trying to go you know, part working from home or partially remote or whatever the case is, you know. But again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the love. Appreciate the support. We are out. Peace.